0: trying to take a video without accidentally flashing you. I am currently in the sauna. My niece has very kindly picked up my daughter so that I can write, finish my sauna moment, and then go write on this book because this is my last week. I'm gonna start preparing for my trip to New York, which is tomorrow, so I'll start prepping that today. So I'm gonna take you along on the journey. We're doing a vlog. So I have done vlogs on and off for a decade. I don't think that I've ever done vlogs super well. One, because I think probably the biggest key to vlogging is consistency, which is very hard. When, frankly, it hasn't ever been a super big priority for me. Uh, But also just because I feel pretty awkward. I like being present in my real life. I really (laughs) like being present where my feet are. And in order to vlog, you need a ton of footage and I'm by myself. So in order to get a ton of footage, I have to stop that moment and go set up a shot, right? I have to, you know, and I have to set up a shot. I just don't like it because it pulls me out of life. And then I'm like looking at my very real life through a lens, a literal lens of how is this going to read in the world? So I just, I'll do it, and then I stop, and (laughs) so stupid. But the other reason I haven't vlogged consistently is because the focus of my work is the podcast. It's where I want to put all of my energy and all of my effort, and I really believe in kind of, you know, you could push energy out in a bunch of different directions, or you could ball up your fist and sort of punch with all you've got at one thing, and podcast ends up being that for me. So that's kind of why I have stopped and started. And then there's a couple of reasons why I am now bringing it back with consistency, but the consistency is once a month. That's all I got. I can only do once a month. I can't, I can't vlog weekly. I for sure can't vlog more than that. Um, but once a month, I feel like I could handle. And I wanted to bring it back because I really like watching vlogs i do it a lot my teenager was telling me he's the same way it's like soothing to watch someone go through their day to just be doing like normal things i don't know why but i really find it soothing and i love seeing how people do stuff at least the vlogs i watch always involve ideas or like oh this is my favorite moisturizer or this is my favorite travel case, or this is my favorite way to do a crunch. I don't know. I'll watch vlogs or I'll watch day in the life videos about something I will never do. Like I'll watch like a, a day in the life of a college freshman, like what? I'm not gonna do that, but I just find it fascinating. Like, how do you figure this out? So I thought that, well, if I find it interesting, then maybe some of you will too, obviously not everybody, but maybe some of you also like to watch that And I do feel like I've got some interesting perspective on how I approach work, motherhood, life. I mean, I hope I do. So I just thought I'd show you all of it. The real stuff, the stuff where my hair isn't frizzy, the stuff where I don't have bags under my eyes. You know, I'd show you the full spectrum and then you could see what it was like. So that was kind of the why. I thought, well, this would be a cool way to do a behind the scenes of what it is to make the podcast. So it ties back into the show. But then, I'm not even gonna lie, what pushed me over the edge, I had been thinking about dreaming about it, but I just, it didn't really like support the podcast, which is my intention. And then, Alex Cooper did a vlog. If you don't know Alex Cooper, you perhaps live under a rock. Alex Cooper hosts a podcast called Call Her Daddy, massive show, not at all like my audience or my content or any of that. But I just respect the absolute shit out of what she has done with her show. I just think it's so cool. And sort of learning a bit more about her, how much of that she's done really on her own, which I just dig like, she figured it out. She edited her own episode. She's got to where she is, all hail her. But she did a vlog episode of her podcast, which I literally didn't even know was a thing. And because she has an exclusive on Spotify, the episode only aired on Spotify. And if it's airing on Spotify, it means that it's a podcast episode. It's not what we've done in the past, which is a YouTube episode that is also on the show. It's truly a podcast episode, and if you want to watch it, the only place you can is Spotify. And she has to do that because she has exclusivity with that platform. But for me, I was like, that's how I can do a vlog episode. That's a podcast. Like truly just all of the numbers, all of the views or listens are just to support this show. So now it all aligns really beautifully for me, and that's why I decided to finally pull the trigger and do this episode, which hopefully is not garbage for you guys. I mean, we're just hoping that it's pretty good. So now I had the concept, I was going to do a, a monthly vlog. But then I really want each month to have a why I want them to have an intention or a message. I don't just want to vlog about my life that's so ugh. that's not who cares. Um, and honestly, I think if you don't have an intention in creating content, you'll end up faking things. You'll like set up shots or you'll be, I mean, they do this on reality TV, right? They're like, we're gonna arrange a fight between this character and this character because nothing's happening. And I think we do that in our own lives as content creators. If you really don't have a point, you end up just like, okay, well, what can I do that I think people will like? So my intention in this particular episode is I am going on a work trip. I've been traveling for work as long as I've had kids. So 16 years. I mean, I've been traveling for work longer than I've had children, but they have only known a mom that has traveled. But we're in a really interesting season in that for the last three years since I got divorced, I booked all of my work travel. And I'm super privilege to be able to do this but I'm in control of my schedule so I booked all of my work travel to happen when they were with their dad and their dad has passed away obviously um so this is my first work trip where I have to leave them and I mean I've gone out of town so many times like when They were younger, but it just feels like, oh, you know, that thing I think all mamas feel or maybe all parents feel. Let's be real. Sometimes you take a trip away from your kids and you are ecstatic. It would be a lie to say (laughs) that that's not true. There are times where I'm like, I cannot wait to sleep in a hotel room and not have to make anybody dinner and not have to do bath time and not have to do all of it. I just want a day off. And a work trip for me has definitely been that. But this is the first time since her dad has passed away that I have to leave for work. And that's our new reality as a family that now they're going to have to see me go. And come back, obviously, but this is like our new, our new season that we're in is back to this because for three years, every time they were with me, they were with me completely and work didn't intercede. But, you know, I have financially supported my family for a very long time. But it's honestly kind of shocking to me the psychology in my own mind of like, Oh, I'm really all they have. I'm really like I'm it. And that, I mean, like I've been it in a lot of ways, but now I'm really it. And that's just heavy. And that's a lot. And that's real. And just processing what that means But a big part of that is I'm so grateful for you guys. I'm so grateful for this work. I've always been grateful for this work. Like I literally can't believe that I have a job where I get to talk to y'all and I get to talk to interesting people and I get to write books and I get to go speak on stage and you guys show up and we laugh and we cry and we pee our pants a little and um, what a blessed life, man. What a lucky life. Thing that I get to do this but now more than ever that's like yeah this is you got to be all the things and I don't know if any of you have ever I'm, I'm positive that many of you are single parents but like to really have your kid's other parent have passed away or to truly not be in the picture at all is just it's a lot to grapple with and I think it's compounded by the fact that, you know, now I'm gonna go out of town. So for the longest time, I didn't have a nanny, I didn't have babysitter, I didn't have anything because my daughter started kindergarten and I was like, well, I really, the only thing I need someone to do is like drop them off and pick them up. So I didn't have it for a a long time. And then now that they're with me 100% of the time, it's absolutely necessary. Like, it's like a, there's no other option. So I'm super, super blessed and have been for a very long time that my niece lives here. So she's in her late 20s. She lives here in Austin. She's worked with me for a really long time. And she has just stepped up, stepped in, been the most amazing resource for us as a family. I can't imagine feeling super comfortable having to find a nanny or a babysitter and then leaving I just so having a family member who's here who they love who's like a big sister for them um has been huge so freaking huge so shout out to Kate uh she's gonna stay with them while I'm in New York and then yeah we'll come back and just go into the regular routine but that's what's going on is I'm I'm taking this work trip because I have some meetings and then I have a few podcast episodes, which you will see as part of this vlog. But um, yeah, I'm just like feeling, feeling all kinds of ways about this new season and what it means and how we navigate it as a family. And we're doing, you know, people keep reaching out and asking how the kids are. And I keep saying, honestly, they're doing as well as you could hope for them to do. You know, how on earth are you, I'm using air quotes, like supposed to deal with this? I think are processing this as normally, as well as you possibly could. They have moments of sadness, obviously. They have moments of fear that something's going to happen to me, which is like, I totally remember that after my brother died. I totally remember just being afraid that everyone I knew was gonna, was gonna die too because you're just so shocked by what's happened. But they're doing really well. And we're really honest about how we feel and we hold space for how anybody else feels. I think probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life is watching them talk to each other About their grief, unprompted by me, it was spring break and I took them to Mexico for a few days and we were in a golf cart, like we were at a place where they will like drive you around in a golf cart and we were in a golf cart and my six-year-old daughter was on the back of the golf cart with my 14-year-old son and someone, she heard someone in passing say like, dad, dad, like she heard someone call for their dad. And I heard her say to him, because she heard that, and then she looked at Sawyer and she said, I really didn't want daddy to die. And he said, I know, Noah, I didn't want daddy to die either. And she said, I'm really sad. And he was like, I'm sad too. And that's okay, because we're here together. Luxury is meant to be livable. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right They're pretty fucking amazing. They're pretty amazing. And I think what is the foundation of the life that we live now, of the life that we've always lived, is that we are incredibly close. Our family, our, our close, the you know, the core, right? We are incredibly close and have been and we've worked really hard to cultivate that closeness and that friendship and that honesty that then allows us to hopefully navigate this not perfectly but at least together yeah they're amazing and we still have a long road you know there's um it's a layered when you lose someone there's all sorts of layers but I'm so proud of them mostly I'm proud of them for expressing how they feel for crying when they want to cry and being super pissed when they want to be super pissed and honoring how they feel and honoring how other people feel it's just yeah That's how they're doing because I know you guys wonder and I appreciate it. I can feel your prayers, I can feel your good energy, I can feel all of what you're sending to our family. So, thank you for that. (sighs) Yeah, so that's what's going on. We're just doing our best. We're doing our best, and um, now I'm going to go do my workout and get ready for my trip and finish packing and head to the airport. Let's go get it. That'll wake you up. Let's get it. Popping bottles nightly. Yeah, we're dancing slightly. This space has got me. freaking cold in Austin, guys. 38 degrees, this is my little garage gym. It's just packed with stuff, it's just packed. When I moved here during COVID, um, I didn't want to go out to the regular gym. So slowly but surely, I accumulated workout equipment. All right, I finished my workout and now I am prepping to leave, but I'm prepping with food for myself and for the kids, so. This is chili. I am currently making a salad for the plane because I hate airplane food. And over here, I am boiling eggs, some apples, some almonds, my salad, which is a bunch of veggies, and my salad scissors. I think I've showed you guys this before. It's one of my favorite kitchen tools ever. It makes every salad a chopped salad. I'm making a mess. I'm trying to show you on camera. Put a little salt. little pepper. I told y'all that I do seeds and oil cycling for my hormones, and uh, I'm in the part of my cycle where it's flax or pumpkin, so I usually incorporate that in two ways. I'll have flax in my smoothie, and then I put raw pumpkin seeds. Focus. I don't know how to do this Um, on my salad. And then the last thing I'll do for my salad is steak that was left over from last night's dinner. I'm just gonna throw that in here. I'll usually just make extra of things so that I can eat it the next day. This is what it looks like. Yes, you can take food through TSA. I do it all the time as long as it's not like, I couldn't take nut butter because it's like a liquid substance. Well, you could if it was small enough. But anyway, yes, you can take food. I used to see people who would pack food for airplanes and think that was so crazy because you know, why not just eat something at the airport or why not just eat food that they serve you on the plane, if they serve you food on the plane, but the food that I make myself at home is always, always, always better than something that I can find on a plane or something I can find at the airport. Even if the airport has really good food, there's a solid chance that I'll kind of stray off my plan and right now in particular, I'm pretty strict about what I eat I haven't been drinking anything, I've been eating like fruit, veggies, meat, my nut butter and jam in the morning, nuts, nut butters, just keeping it really basic because I am in these last moments of writing my book and if I follow that plan, my mental clarity is so sharp My focus is great. I sleep better. Just mentally, I'm on my game if I'm not putting anything in my body. So even though I'm traveling, and usually traveling is like a fun moment to eat out and do whatever, I'm gonna keep it pretty strict just because I know that's gonna help my mind work the best. And when I'm done with this book, I am gonna celebrate with some champagne and maybe some queso or a cookie or something. But for right now, we're gonna keep it it on plan that I'm gonna go to a level I haven't gone before. And I'm going to pre-make smoothies. Well, like just all the powdery stuff. And I'm gonna bring this tiny baby bullet blender in my suitcase. So this is like very extreme, I know. Uh, I haven't ever done it before, but it is the easiest way to stay on plan, especially since both of my first podcasts of the day start early in the morning, so I'm not gonna have a huge morning. I'm gonna be an hour ahead because I'm gonna be in New York. I wanna get a workout in. I'm gonna get a blowout the first day. Like, I just have a lot of stuff to do in the morning and I'm not gonna have time to wait for room service and whatever, so I'm just gonna do myself a favor and prepack pack these. See, I'm putting my flax in because it's part of my seeds and nuts. I know it's not gonna taste good. To be honest, my morning smoothies never taste good, but they make me feel really good, so that's why we do them. I'm gonna do protein. I do one and a half. I use this, I've used Vital Protein Collagen forever. Perhaps there's a better option, I don't know. This doesn't taste like anything, which is why my morning smoothies are gross. Because I'm going into something where I'm trying to use my brain. I found this in my cupboard, which I haven't taken for a while. It says Smart Mushroom. Mental performance and immune support, so I will take it. Just throw it in here, and this is pretty sweet. I hate sweet stuff. I I hate sweet stuff in my smoothies. Maybe that'll make it taste better since it's like not nothing, but I'm definitely about to make it disgusting because I'm going to add some green powder. It tastes like it smells. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. This is gonna be so gross, I just know. Put some water in it there, I'm gonna put some ice in it there, and we're gonna call it good. Okay, there's one. (laughs) Are you guys grossed out yet? And two. And now, I'm gonna make my actual breakfast. I talked about this in my Sunday email. I'm gonna put down below. If you are not already signed up for Sunday email, you should, it's fun. I just write you like cute little things that I'm loving. I swear by this, um, what is this called? Like a graph, a coffee, it just, it's called Kento. It's from Japan. It's a really cool company. All their stuff is beautiful. The aesthetics beautiful It has this top you put your coffee in here a lot of times I'll go through airport security if there's a good coffee shop at the airport I'm at I'll get an Americano and throw it in here this thing you can upside down Inside out girl you turn me it won't spill so literally I'll throw it in my purse and then hours later You're on a flight and you're like, oh gosh, I'd really love a cup of coffee, but but the coffee on this airplane is putrid and I don't want to drink it. This is the move, guys, so I'm also taking this. Let's make a smoothie. Here we go. Flax. And I always grind this first because it's easier to have this be ground than if you put it in with everything else, it kind of like stays whole. It's gonna be loud. Now spinach. Frozen spinach, I just keep a bag of the pre washed frozen, I've added frozen spinach. I just keep, I buy those bags that are like pre-wash, ready to go, throw them in the freezer, and then I buy bags of organic frozen berries, threw that in there. We're gonna do MCT oil, protein powder, and that's it. Give her a shake. It's gonna be loud again. Oh, it's actually pretty good today, because of the strawberries. This is the smoothie, which I'm gonna drink. (music) Okay, I'm gonna take a big suitcase and a smaller suitcase. And I, I promise all these clothes, by the way, are for this trip. I don't know if this is a pro tip or just a me tip. I have forever been the queen of packing and there are certain things that I have done over time that I feel like are really helpful even if it's your first business trip if it's your first vacation if it's your first thing I always pack the stuff I know for sure I'm gonna need on every trip get that out of the way first my Tony's my pajamas my workout clothes my vitamins all those sorts of things because the hardest part for me is always what am I gonna wear like what's the cool stuff and I didn't work with a stylist on this particular shoot so I'm just putting together outfits myself, so that usually takes me just a little bit longer. If you're someone who travels regularly, one of the biggest flips that you can make is to start keeping things I have a toiletry bag that is always packed with everything I need. My travel toothbrush, toothpaste, razor, brush, hair stuff. So I don't have to figure it out every single time. It's always ready to go. But I want to show you a few things that you might not have in your toiletry bag, but I think they are essential every bag I own is basically just holding a hundred other little bags because I like the organization so like this is really cute this has q-tips this is um I don't remember where this is from but it has panty liners because you know what you never know when you're gonna need those scrunchy um, hair stuff it's got hair ties it's got Bobby's tweezers because I swear to you there's something about a hotel mirror where I'm like oh, okay I didn't know that I had a bunch of brow hair and also I didn't I I didn't know that that brow hair was white and apparently I'm 105. So I have tweezers, I have fingernail clippers, and I have cuticle clippers because I just have learned over time that you're always like some random place and you get like a hangnail or something and it helps. I do this just so I can see it. I always keep a couple, oh Jesus. (laughs) First, I always have some CBD. I always have this in my travel bag, Thera One. It's their sleep tincture, and this will usually help me kind of calm down and fall asleep, but in a pinch, like if I really can't sleep, because sometimes I get excited from the day's work and then I can't calm down, um, I always have Benadryl with me and I'll take a half of those. Laritin just in case in case I need it. The last thing that's in here is all this oil, which is just, oh, it's so nice. It's like, if you get congested or, mm, that smells so good. It's like eucalyptus and minty, and you never know when you might need a little Hollywood fashion tape. This is like little double-sided stickies. It's basically like, a shirt's not working, your hem comes undone, you pop a button, like, I just always have this with me, because you never know. This looks like drugs, but it's not. It's Palo Santo. When I go into a hotel room, I clean, I clear the energy of the room. I do it in my house every day too, so I just started taking it with me to hotels. Also, you know how sometimes like hotel rooms smell really weird or they smell like musty or something and I just, I like kind of clearing the room with my own energy and my own smell instead of what was there before. So I always have Palo Santo with me. Under eye patches, just cool face gels. I don't always need these, but sometimes it's really nice to have them, so I just, pack them and keep them in the bag at all times. And then the other ones, and I freaking swear by these, like literally swear by these. It's called a daily peel, alpha, beta, ultra gentle daily peel. I've talked to you guys about these before, but um, I swear by these, especially when I'm traveling. So those also go in the bag. I told you guys I've been having, my back has been hurting, which is like I hold stress here and just it's been a stressful, you know, six weeks. For instance, I'm gonna bring my heating pad, which I love, and uh, I'll have room because I'm willing to check a bag. I always bring a roller bag even if I don't need it because (laughs) I don't like to carry a purse, and so I just put my purse on top of the roller bag. I decided to finish tomorrow my packing, but then I felt like I wasn't, you know, I got my my bleach trays in and I felt like I would be doing a disservice if I didn't show you that, that is what's happening, and I did just put tea tree oil on the pimple that's coming through under my nose. I just wanted you guys to know that I'm sexy. Good morning. Let's start the day. It's sort of ridiculous, but when you sleep by yourself, I literally just like, (laughs) I just leave that aside exactly how it is, and then I just, all I have to do is redo my tools. And We'll see. Boom, bed made. My boyfriend is away for work for like almost a month. Every morning, he's in Europe, and every morning I wake up and uh, there's a really sweet voice memo that he leaves me. Good morning, my baby. i for crushing it, you're killing it. Always a really nice way to wake up. Now we're gonna have coffee, because I pre-made it last night, because I love me. Look, boom, that's all I have to do. It's really helpful, I think, especially if you're gonna wake up and immediately go into making kids lunches, which is what we're gonna do. We're gonna have coffee and we're gonna make lunches. It's fun. Alexa, light on. to God, I did not, I did not know this was here. Um, look, can you see that? <laughs> um, Whenever he goes out of town, he will hide notes. It says, you are loved. <laughs> I'm 3,000 miles away. I, you know, I can't, I can't read it. He'd be so embarrassed, so. I'm not gonna read it but it's very sweet. My six-year-old doesn't really like sandwiches so we have found that she will eat chicken nuggets in her lunch so I make them every morning and then I throw them into the pack and then she eats food. That's that's why I'm making chicken nuggets. This is also the biggest toaster oven of all time. I th- don't even ask me why. Uh, you know what it is? I bought it during COVID, and you know how during COVID it was like, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit? This is a toaster oven the size of a small Subaru, but it toasts. you know, it just might break your back to pull it out of the cabinet. Got my coffee. It's hotter than fire, and I will burn my mouth every single morning. The last time I was in LA, I got my favorite coffee beans from my favorite coffee shop. I just put my sleeping jelly. Favorite coffee beans from my favorite coffee shop, which is a place called Ferve. I have half a bag left, so um, I'm enjoying it very sparingly so I can have the good coffee. I was gonna get like a real, like a new Palo Santo to like be fancier, but honestly, this is what I would really do. This is the remnants of my Palo. Then I'm gonna use a fish deboner, because that's (laughs) what I found once and it always works. And I hold it with the fish deboner so I don't burn myself. And I really like to let it burn for a minute so the wood gets smoky. And then I clear the energy of the space. Chicken. So for Noah's lunch, I do put everything in these little bento moments. Watching someone do a bento box can be very stressful. I maybe projecting on you what I have felt in the past, but sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, I don't turn my kid's sandwich into a puppy face. I'm a terrible mom. That is not what is about to happen. I like the bento box because she eats like a bird and I have a better chance of getting her to eat food if there's a bunch of little things instead of like a sandwich, so that's why the bento. usually always have sliced veggies in the fridge to try and coax them into eating them. But also it makes it really easy to do lunches. This is celery, and she will eat celery because it's crunchy. And we have strawberries, which is her favorite. Seaweed, which... To be totally fair, she might not eat. Sometimes she likes seaweed, sometimes she doesn't. But I try and mix up what's in this lunch every day so that she doesn't get too set in her way. She's already stubborn enough. And if I give her the same lunch every day, she'll devolve into eating like four things. So, And then every day, I just obviously, because I clean out the lunchbox, I check and see, oh, she liked this, she didn't like this, and I work from there. Yeah, not all of us are as naturally blessed as Noah. Good morning. I didn't tape any of my. Walk through the airport yesterday or getting on the plane or any of that because honestly, I mean, you you know what that looks like, right? Uh, But I am in New York. Here, I can prove it. What can I say? I got in and went to dinner. We just walked down the corner to somewhere and just sat at the bar and ate salmon So I am gonna have coffee. I bring these instant coffee packs. Um, I think I talked about this place yesterday. I sound like I'm doing an ad. I'm not, I'm just obsessed with a coffee place called Verb in LA. And um, they do their coffee, I'll show you. So they do their coffee in these instant packets. Um, so I boiled some water, made my coffee. I'm gonna drink it while I look at this beautiful view, and then I'm going to um, go to the gym. So very hot. Be honest. Do I look like Joe Pesci in this? Like Home Alone. Why is it giving me wet bandits? <laughs> it's too tiny. That's why I was in the back of my car because it was like a for emergency only meeting. Going to blow a blowout. But I gotta admit, this isn't the worst. Alright, guys. I got a blowout, got some espresso and I'm going to walk over and do my first broadcast interview of the day. Are there any big uh, takeaways from our guests that we've interviewed? The importance of doing stuff in person. Oh yeah. You know, it's definitely more of a pain for us cuz we have to travel in this instance, but those were three episodes that are great and we wouldn't have them if we hadn't sat down and like done it first. So. Well, I had to make a sort of wrap-up recording of our first podcast vlog our first plog, that's what we're gonna call it. And I thought i just sort of end this the way I started, which was in the morning, in pajamas, you know, here we are. I have to tell you guys, the business trip went so much better than I was hoping for. It reminds me of when I was a little girl, I grew up in a small Pentecostal church And I don't know if any of you grew up in an environment like this, but there used to be on Wednesday nights, we'd have church and we would do prayer requests and the pastor who was my dad, he'd stand up there and he'd say, does anyone have a prayer request? And that would be your moment to stand up and say, you know, my mom's sick or I'm struggling with this. And the congregation would be like, okay, yeah, we're going to pray for you. And in the prayer request moment, There would always be people, and they were typically the older women in our church, who would stand up and say, I don't have a prayer request, but I got a praise report, which I love. I mean, it's actually one of the beautiful things of memories I have of growing up in church was an old woman doing a praise report. And praise reports were literally... They just tell you something good that was happening. They tell you, you know, a way that they felt like they saw God moving in their life, that they feel like, oh, you know, here is, you know, two months ago, I asked for a prayer on this thing. And then today I can tell you, I'm, you know, grateful because this has, this is what's happened. And I feel like this morning I woke up and I was like, oh, I feel like I have a praise report, which I haven't thought of in years, but... I was anxious about going out of town, I told y'all this. I was anxious about my first business trip where I would be away from the kids after their dad has passed away and I just, I didn't wanna throw them off. It's a very delicate balance. I don't know if any of you have been through similar things but it's a very delicate balance to walk this road with them, of being there and taking care of them and making sure that they're okay and doing all the things that we can. And simultaneously, I have to work like you guys, like every family has to work. You have to work, you got to pay your bills. So I knew that the day was going to come where I would need to travel for the first time. And then they would be here with, they stayed with my niece, which was so great. But I knew that it would happen where they're, you know, I'm in a town and that's their parents. So I was anxious about it and I came home last night. I got home, my flight landed at like 9.30 and I didn't get here till like 10.15. And what often happens is anytime I get home from a trip late, my teenagers always wait up for me which is so beautiful. It's also really hard when you're exhausted because they want to like talk and catch up and hang out. But the the teenagers were waiting for me and we sat around on the kitchen counters, which is what we always do. We just sit around and we're like, we talk and they were processing things and they had had some good stuff and some hard stuff. And they were just sort of taking me through what had happened in the last couple of days. And that felt really good to be able to talk through that with them but then the thing that really calmed my spirit and that you know makes you want to give a praise report today is when my little ones woke up they woke up and i was kind of expecting frenetic energy uh they like chaotic or that's how i've noticed that the little ones process misalignment like when they're feeling off when when something's sort of gone off in their schedule or they're not okay they tend to be like you know more intense energy they're more apt to be fighting with each other they're more apt to be whiny they're basically just sort of like expressing not verbally but they're expressing with their actions like i'm not okay so i fully expected that that is what I was gonna wake up to this morning. So I woke up early, I had my coffee, I was like centering myself, I was praying like, give me the strength to be calm because I just was expecting that they were not gonna be calm. And they were so chill and so grounded and so calm. And I just felt this like thousand pound boulder come off my back like, oh, okay, we're okay we're okay and they're okay. And I have to remember that the life that we live where I do this work and I travel and they have a babysitter, they have, in this case, my niece taking care of them. That's the only life they've ever known. They literally, all of my kids have never known a world where I didn't do this work and I didn't travel. And so the anxiety I had was me. That was me. That was not anything that they were doing that made me worry. It was literally just me making up stories or possibly falling into an old narrative that just isn't real and isn't true. And I was so grateful for that this morning. And I was just like, I did a gratitude meditation. I was just like thanking God, thanking universe, thanking, you know, guardian angels, ancestors, whoever's up there. Thank you for just holding our family in the palm of your hand. Like, thank you for for keeping us safe and keeping us steady. And it just, oh, it was just, it was such a relief. So I'm tired, truthfully, and I, I always am because when I'm doing a business trip, I'm trying to be gone the shortest amount of time. I think I've told you guys this years ago that I'm trying to be gone the shortest amount of time, which inevitably means that I make the trip harder on myself than on the kids so finishing up late in the day yesterday and then catching a flight is never going to be the easiest for me but I'm glad that I did it I'm glad I did it exactly the way that I did and now we've sort of established this baseline again of what a trip is going to be about I'd love to just encourage those of you who are working parents, whether you take business trips or not, whether you're working outside the home or inside the home. I always love the reminder to myself and sort of the gut check to myself that having a job is a privilege. Being able to pay your bills is a privilege. Having food on the table is a privilege. Like the moment that I really understood that clearly was years and years ago, I had the opportunity to go to Ethiopia. I'm sure I've told you guys this story, but had the opportunity to go to Ethiopia and was learning about an organization there, an Ethiopian organization that was helping women to find jobs, to build businesses. It was incredible. And in learning about the organization and meeting those women, many of whom had been in the lowest parts of poverty, many of whom had been prostitutes because there was no other way to feed their children. Many of them had lived on the street. Like they had come up from such dire circumstances. And now they had, you know, a beauty salon or they made injera for their community or. They did these really cool things. One of them I remember owned like a little, um, I wouldn't say a grocery store, but like a little vegetable stand and the pride that they had in this work and how far they had come. And they're just, they beamed with confidence of what they had been able to pull themselves out of. And it was the first time that I remember talking about mommy guilt, mommy guilt for being a working parent, which is a very Western idea to these women who were like, essentially like, what, 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 like they could not fathom, they literally couldn't connect the concept of, wait, there are women in your country who have a job that helps to pay for their kids to live and they feel shame about this job? Like they couldn't, like watching them not be able to understand it made me realize how utterly ridiculous it is. It's just this like one more thing that culture or media or your in-laws or somebody told you about you having work and if you yeah I guess man if you don't have to work like fantastic if you don't have to work and you don't want to work and you're just like cool I don't know. buy a boat go hang out on a boat all day I feel like that's what I would do but for those of us who do need to work love to work love what we're doing feel like a better version of ourselves when we get out of the house when we have a life beyond our home life if you're going to pursue that path don't add weight to the journey lighten your load if you know this is the path i'm walking down then good grief walk down it with confidence with clarity of mind with with faith that this is where you're supposed to be and if this is where you're called to be you're not supposed to be here shaming yourself you're not supposed to be here with anxiety you're not supposed to be here beating yourself up and saying yeah but the moms and PTA like they're just they're there for everything and that like no stop comparing yourself this is your life. This is your family. And if you're going to be in it, be in it with joy. Don't make up problems for yourself that aren't real. Cuz in retrospect, I see that I did that on this trip. If I had waited, if I had if I had started to get feelings of anxiety, And I was like, you know what? Let's wait and see. Brain, I hear you. Thank you for the warning. Thank you for firing a shot over the bow so that I'm aware of potential danger. But let's wait and see. If I had said that to myself and talked myself through that, I would have gotten to the other side and never experienced the anxiety. I was having anxiety about a made up scenario in my mind. And I'm positive that some of you do that too. So I hope that this conversation and I hope that this episode, maybe it gave you ideas for how to pack in a different way or maybe the reason that we hung out this whole time was so you could feel encouraged to not borrow trouble, as my grandma used to say. Don't don't borrow trouble. Don't make up things that aren't true. Be here, right here. And understand that if you're called to be in this place, that you're called to be in this place without those negative feelings. Guys, this is my first time doing a plug. I hope you liked it. I hope it wasn't lame. If you do, what, I mean, could you? would you subscribe? Would you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode? Would you tell a friend? maybe you're like this girl there's something in here for us i don't know i thought you'd like it will you just like watch it put the word out stay tuned thank you for being a part of this journey thank you for allowing me to experiment and test with content and you know hope you like it (laughs) oh and as always until i see you again remember i love you and i'm rooting for you Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers, need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup Pots were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold coffee in the roasted coffee aisle.